back, Station Podcast. Um, disappointing year for the Yankees. Watching the postseason at home. Santi, hey, how's it going? Julian, how are you? I've been better. So is this Yankees team. Uh, I think both of us have been a lot better. I agree. This is the worst Yankees team we have watched in since 1992. They've had the worst record. 82 and 80. They couldn't even win 90 games. Um, seven games out. Even after the new three teams make the wild card, um, three teams to make the wild card, they couldn't even do that. They just awful, awful team. It's an absolute embarrassment that in today's day and age with the expanded postseason, you get six teams in each league that can make it. And the, all you had to do was win around 89 games. You would have been in there. And the Yankees win 82. And it's the worst year, like we've said. This is the worst team they've had. Those other teams that missed the playoffs were a little bit closer. It was also the earliest that the Yankees got eliminated since 92. Uh, everything was just bad. I mean, just a dreadful year. The offense was so bad this year. That's really where the thing starts to unravel. Aaron Judge's toe in L.A., everyone's going to wonder what would have happened. But this team was built so poorly behind him, and it really exposed the lack of talent on this team besides Aaron Judge. And to a lesser degree, Glaber Torres, which we'll get into as well. But for now, we're going to just look at this offense as a whole. So why was this unit so bad? You see the rankings, 24th in OPS is 701, and 25th in runs at 673. It was just a bottom-feeding offense the whole year. It showed no signs of life ever, really. And there's a lot of work that has to be done to fix this. Yeah, I mean, the offense absolutely stunk it up. There, um, there was no contact hitting all season. Uh, only two guys really stood out, Judge and Glaber. You can't, you can't win um, 90 games with just two two. Uh, two guys giving you the production. Um, the li lineup, the lineup was every lineup was absolutely awful. Um, there's no balance in the lineup. No lefties. A uh, ton of inconsistencies. Um, and um, it really does come come down to offense, like you said. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna. Go through all of it. Aaron Judge was like the only silver lining here. You look at the numbers right here in front of us at the bottom. It's 37 bombs, 75 RBIs. His OPS was over 1,000 again. It's 106 games, 367 at-bats. And you look at this, this is still a great year. He's like five, He was like either three or five in home runs. He might have been third in A on home runs. I mean, when missing he only yeah, he only played a hundred games too. Um, not to, and that's only judge. Judge led, in, unbelievable. He led in the Yankees in home runs. He led um, in RBIs and OPS. The only one who came in second was Glaber Torres uh, with twenty five home runs. Um, his RBI. Claver Torres had 67 RBIs, and um, he basically led um, Claver Torres 
you guys. This is the guy that the Yankee fans, um, I wouldn't say most Yankee fans, at least the ones I've seen on the socials, on Twitter, um, asking for Glaber to be traded. Um, you guys, he led the Yankees in OPS. I'm sorry. He was second in OPS with 800. Um, he led in average. He led in runs, hits, OBP, war, and WRC plus. Yeah, Torres was the main cause. I mean, well, we're gonna do our grades too. He, what would you grade how Glaber Torres this season? Glaber Torres B plus. How about you? I'm on the same line with you. I would give him in the B to B plus. I I was thinking B plus as well. I think he did a lot of things well. He helped this team stay afloat as long as he could. I mean. He gets scrutinized for some bad base running here and there, uh, some and some defensive plays that are a little bit rough at times. But the overall defense of second's been pretty good. I think people kind of scrutinize a lot of plays and they kind of lose sight of the big picture. And if you want to trade this guy right now, I mean, it doesn't really make any sense just because the Yankees are looking for offense and they have no way to replace Torres' bat in the lineup. Yeah, it'll just make the offense weaker because then we're going to have to replace him. So that's someone else we need to go and yeah. sign. And then they, they people would say stuff about Peraza's second bowl be short, but then like you would still need more help at third. DJ can't fully do it, so it still creates like a vacancy. Yeah, we can, we can dive into that uh, um, a little later, uh, third base. Also, Aaron Judge grade, what do you got? Oh, Aaron Judge. I mean, he, he can do no wrong, right? A <laughs> uh, plus. <laughs> I'm going to go A plus for Aaron as well. And Aaron also got nominated for the Hank Aaron Award. So that's something um, that he's going to be in the mix for the best hitter in the American League. Uh, Amazing. Won, even missing over 50 games and he still gets nominated for it and then the feel good story he gets the roberto clemente nomination as well so that's great too yeah the captain's doing great things on and off the field i he's been very vocal this season and um he spoke a lot about uh the team and he also wants to see changes did you like the stuff he had to say? Like, did you, did you support it? I support what he has to say. Absolutely. As a captain, um, he definitely, you know, you're leading the team. You, you want, you definitely need someone like him. And um, yeah, I do. How about you? I do too. And I found it alarming to me that he said that he didn't have the right urgency at his spring training and like, he just felt like something was off and he couldn't, he wasn't going to get into it. Like he kind of, he's like, I know what's up. I'm not telling everyone right now. So I'm really curious to see what's going on behind closed doors. Like when I was trying to think like what he was referring to. 
when we were at the winter meetings and and uh, before he was, you know, judge was resigned. We, you and I spoke about this. We're like, well, the first thing, like, wouldn't judge judge wants a judge would want a better team behind him. He wants to win a championship, like, and not waste his prime. So, um, I I understand. I totally understand his urgency for wanting to win. And he must have been like really upset when he went down. Like he's like, these guys can't do anything. He's like, this team looks like a T-ball red team. Like these guys can't hit water for fell out of the boat. Like it was so embarrassing. They were averaging like a full run less a game without him, maybe like a run and a half. I mean, it was just nothing truly, was there. Truly. And the biggest goal break is we're gonna get to him now and we'll clash our player grades. And we do have a funny disclaimer before we get to these player grades. So the Josh Donaldsons and the Aaron Hicks of the world, they're just getting Fs. We're not going into them. It, it is what it is with them. We're just going to grade the offensive players. And we're going to do everyone that contributed a fair amount. Cool. So. Uh, yeah. Um, so before we get into the grading, um, what what are your thoughts on Stanton? Stanton is he are we able to fix him and how how should the Yankees handle that DH spot with Stanton um once it, I know that's something we don't need to necessarily worry about at the moment with Dominguez out and recovering from Tommy John um but when he returns that's definitely something to think about um possibly using Dominguez as a in the DH rules so that you know he doesn't have to continue using you know his arm for yeah. defense you know so I love all this stuff and I think that you made a great point with Dominguez because you look what was happening with Bryce Harper another guy the Yankees should have grabbed and like everyone's going off about that and rightfully so because he's a beast he's a playoff beast like all the stuff we're seeing with Philly we would have loved to see in New York and hats off to Harper because he's only in the moment. But um, he's a guy who went through the Tommy John and he didn't go back to the outfield. He was the aging, he was playing first base, and he's been doing it well. Obviously, Dominguez isn't playing first for us. It's not in the cards for him. So he might need to take that DH spot. And this is going to be a big topic. Like, I don't know if he's going to be in the outfield next year. Yeah, good point. Um, good point, and very much the reason why this offseason we need to go out there and find a, a true outfield. Yeah. Outfielder, I should say. <laughs> and, yeah, we do. And do you want to put Stan out there more? Is that going to help him potentially? Because they've been talking about trying to put him out there more. I think even Judge was saying he wanted to see him out there more because he thought it would help. And, but, and now you're so concerned with the injuries, you don't want him out there, but He's also been banged up the aging, so nothing's been working to keep him healthy. You know what? At this point, just put him out there. If he gets hurt, he gets hurt. Like, we can't bubble wrap him anymore. This was Stanton's worst season to date. Good um, I don't want to harp on the guy, but it was just like, it was so, I, I, I have no words. I have no words. Seeing him run, jog, jog to the bases. Um, that Astro series in the uh, in the outfield, like he can't even get to the ball as quick as he used to. I don't I don't get it. 
Um, there's so many issues here. He struck out 153 times. In 371 at bats, that is abysmal. Wow. That's over 33%. Yes. He, he did not walk a lot at all, really, which was another problem. That when he needs to take his walks, and that stops swinging and everything. And 191 average, 695 OPS, 24 home runs is very meaningless. Home runs can, when you're looking at all this other stuff, unfortunately. To me, Stan gets an F, I think. I can't, or a D minus. Like, I can't give him anything higher than a D minus. Like, it was that bad. It's just so bad. I, I mean, hate to harp on the guy. I know he feels terrible about it. And um, who, who doesn't as a baseball player? You want to you perform. You want to do great. So it's just, I mean, the way you can redeem yourself is coming back next season um, and playing better. Yeah. And I think it's, um, I don't know, Sean Casey was talking about like adjusting the lower half, like how he has to, his, his body just like, wow, like he's just like guessing and it's just not working out. And they say like his bat speed's okay, but then they also say he's lost a step. Like, he's still hitting the ball hard when he gets it, but, like, he's not getting it enough. Like, I think that's where the issue lies. Then you have four years and $98 million left, so it's not realistic to get rid of him, I don't think. I think everyone's trying to say, oh, just get rid of him. Like, it's not going to happen. He can't hit the fastballs anymore. No. And n neither can most of our lineup, obviously. <laughs> Cannot hit the fastball. Um, so is Giancarlo Stanton fixable? I, I'm, I mean, it's such a tough question. That's why I had an issue answering it. It's just like, I don't think so, honestly. I'm going to say no. I don't really see it. I think I don't know if he's going to be as bad as he was last year, but we're never going to get the prime Stanton back. I think he needs to at least hit like 230 and give us 30 home runs. And I think if he can't even do that, then you just got to get rid of the guy. Like, that's, like, the bare minimum for me. Like, get your OPS back to 800 around at least. Like, that's all I have on it. Yeah, like I said before, the only way to redeem yourself is play better the next year. And if he has the same, same year, same averages of this year, then we have to somehow get rid of his contract. Okay, so let's move on to the player grades. Okay, so do we want to lead off with Volpe? So player grades, um, let's start with Dominguez. Okay. His, his stats this year were, um, he, had a, he had a 980 OPS, four home runs, only 30 at-bats, but check this out for the Yankees. Uh, he slashed in 31 at-bats. He slashed 258, 303, 677 with an OPS of 980. Um, and yeah, that's over 31 at bats. In uh, AAA, he slashed 419, 514, 581 with a 1.095 uh, OPS. So he also he did hit some home runs in the majors. He had four. One at his very first at bat, by the way, which was amazing. And uh, grading him, I'll give him a B plus. How about you? I think Dominguez was incredible. I I wish we got to see more. It sucks at the Tommy John situation took place. 
like you said, the first home run off bat of Justin Verlander. Like you can't ask for anything better. And Houston of all places out of the house of horrors that that's been. Maybe he could be a part of the solution to getting past him in the future, like once he's fully ready to go. Yankees need all the help they can get. Dominguez gets an A from me. The fact he made the big leagues at 20 years old. I know the sample size was small, but it had made his season's an A. I just think he was exceptional, and he was really good with everything. His speed is really under the radar, too. And I'm excited to see him return. And I'm just worried about the situation with Stan clogging the DH spot when he gets back. Yeah, me too. Hopefully he uh, recovers from Tommy John fairly quickly, and hopefully he'll steal that DH spot. <laughs> yeah, and they were. someone was saying like they wouldn't be shocked if he starts in AAA. Like, I guess maybe some rehab in AAA, but hopefully it's not down there too long if that happens. Yeah. Okay. Um, next is Volpe. How would you grade Volpe's season? This is an interesting one. It's like, how do I want to look at this? I mean, for me, he's sitting between a C plus and a B minus right now, probably because the defense elevates it to me. Getting the Gold Glove nominations cool, and the 2020 is significant, but the strikeouts and the OPS and the average were not great, obviously. So I'm trying to be objective here. I'm like, I'm on the fritz between the C plus and the B minus. Okay. I'm giving Volpe a B plus. I think Volpe, um, he played, he played very well for his first year. And that's also taking into account that he only played 20 games in triple A. He, he essentially developed in the major league level. He had some, he booted some plays, yeah, that's expected. But 20 home run, 21 home runs, come on, 24 stolen bases. Um, OPS is kind of low, but his defense made up for it. I think um I just think he needs to um get better behind a plate and he will be a phenomenal shortstop. Yeah, I'm excited for him. And Me too. Taking all that stuff into consideration, I'll give him a B minus. Okay. So I'll mark him in the B minus and you just have to wonder how it affects Peraza, which we'll get to soon. That's the one yeah. thing caveat with this. Rizzo somehow gets a gold glove nomination despite only playing like 90 something games and having a concussion for two months. And some people actually think he might end up winning the damn thing. He probably will. <laughs> it seems just like. Just like how Trevino won whatever it was last year. The platinum, yeah. Like, all these Golden Gloves, I'm sorry, but, like, who actually nominates them? The yeah. players? The coaches? I think they, like, well, good night. Yeah, I think it's the coaches. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. I think it's, like, for Rizzo, I think it's just because the lack of strong first baseman in the American League defensively, I guess. Because he wasn't, he was, like, okay. I mean, all things considered, I mean... The 706 OPS isn't great. You have to grade him on a curve scale because he was playing concussed for two months, which is a whole other story. And, like, we knew the whole thing with Tatis, like, when he banged the neck like that, it was going to be a problem. And they kept running him out there. He was putting up Joey Gallo numbers, which is never good, obviously. So bad. It's it so wrong. bad. It took the Yankees so long to realize something was going was wrong. Yeah, it was really embarrassing. Like, I just don't understand what takes place here. 
I just don't get it. Okay, so what are you grading, Rizzo? I'm just putting, um, what am I gonna grade him? Like, he's, fuck, I don't know. I won't kill him because he was hurt, so I'll put him in the middle of the pack. It's a C plus. Yeah, he's getting a C for me. Not, nothing more than that. Sorry, Rizzo. I mean, I, like, yeah, I have some sympathy for a guy because he was concussed and everything, but you got to speak up, baby. Speak that up is, if you're not feeling well. Cool. 373 at-bats is all he ends up getting. And yes, you know what? That's a good point. You got to put some fault on him for, like, not figuring it out. Like, he knew something was off, too, and he just kept going out there. Like, that's not good either. So, another guy who underachieved and had less of an excuse was DJ LeMayhew. Uh, although he did figure it out towards the end of the year. He did. He did. You you started like you saw him get on his groove. Um, a lot of people were saying if Casey's going to help anyone, it's going to be DJ. Why not help the entire team? I would like him to help the entire team, not only DJ, but um, seven seven seventeen OPS. That's anything below eight hundred. Come on, you guys. Yeah, for me, DJ's getting a C. I can't give him more than a C. I mean, it wasn't terrible, it wasn't great, but I can't give him anything better than that. He doesn't even get a C plus because the 717 OPS and 500 at bats just doesn't do it for me. His defense was okay. It was all right at third. I mean, his first base defense was nothing special from what I saw. And he plays no decent at second, but he wasn't there as much because of Glaber, obviously. So he gets a C. He gets a D from me. Oh, wow. I'll tell you why. Yeah, I'll tell you why. Um, he is a veteran. He's like your one, two, three. You have Judge, Rizzo, DJ. Those are your top players that should be producing. And he failed. You know what? I can't argue that. He did fail miserably. We're going to be honest here. Just the collective group of DJ Rizzo and Stan was why the Yankees fell to where they did without Aaron Judge. Because, like, those were the big three. Like, the best. Correct. There you go. And they just didn't do it. None of them did. And that left Glaber Torres on an island by himself. So, Harrison Bader is another guy the Yankees had high expectations for. They wanted him to be a, the big center fielder. Got on base, run, steal some bases, play a good defense, which he did for the most part with some uncharacteristic mistakes mixed in. The problem was he was allergic to walking. He could not hit right-handed pitchers. His OPS at 643 is dreadful. Had like eight home runs, I think, and like 280 at-bats. Like none of it was good enough, and like they need him to be productive in big spots. It just wasn't happening, and that's why they had to ultimately just let him go to the Reds. The entire outfield all year had the worst offense the entire outfield including Bader everyone that was in the outfield could not hit um yeah Bader what are you grading him I'm, I'm giving him a D he gets an F for me it was our D like F to D like it was yeah bad honestly like the defense doesn't bring it up enough so that's someone else that fortunately disappointed that we did have high hopes for.
Another outfielder in the mix here. This will be the last outfield grade we end up handing out. Uh, it's Oswaldo Cabrera. Four OPS. Um, I was definitely hoping for a lot more. I mean, we saw what he was doing at the end of last year. It looked like he was ready to take off. He got a good chance to win that left field job with how bad everyone else was. But he couldn't take, couldn't take it, unfortunately. 298 at-bats. I mean, there was plenty of opportunity for him. It just wasn't happening, unfortunately. Like, he started to hit a little better at the end of the year, but it was too late. Yeah, he should have been uh, sent down to AAA to work on his um, mechanics um, within, I don't know, a few months. Like, we shouldn't have given him that many at-bats or opportunities. He should have been sent to work to work on his mechanics and then brought back up. Um, as well, Joe, I, I love the kid. I love his energy. And um, it's so sad because... Um, Last year, you thought he would be the guy for the job. I was ready to see him get it and take him and make some more on with it and be that switch hitter off the bat that can move around the fields. And to your point, the Yankees fucked up here. Like, they they really should have just had him in AAA longer. I know, but every time they kept trying to send him down, someone else will get hurt and he had to come back up. Like, they just didn't have yes. the, they just didn't have the proper depth. That's what it comes down to, like, they just couldn't figure it out in the outfield. Aaron Judge was the only saving grace in the outfield this year. Every single other person besides Jason Dominguez for eight games was absolutely dreadful out there for the majority of the year. And that's so many reps at three spots that that just can't happen. Insane. So, so we have, yeah, we, we do have one more utility guy to grade, IKF. Um, yeah. 646 OPS, 326 at bats. Have you ever had a utility with that many at bats? <laughs> That's a lot. I don't know, honestly. It's a good question. I think it's. They, yeah, he essentially was a starter. Yeah, which is not great, obviously. He um, gets a C minus for me, I think. He had some good moments. I just hate that he took up other players' at bats. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Who wanted to see Peraza hit more? I could maybe see it, but that's about it. Like, he was mid. I mean, that's what it is. That's what he was. That's what we expected him to be. So I can't say it's much lower than that because, like, I didn't have high expectations. Right. Yeah, I'm going with you. C minus. Same. Yeah, just uninspiring. And we'll get to the free agent game later and we can probably predict what we think is going to happen with him. Okay. So now we're just down the catchers. Yeah. Uh, has been a mainstay for this team for a while. He's actually the longest tenured Yankee, which is crazy to think about. And he was decent last year, you know, 687 OPS, had some homers here and there, handled the pitching staff. It's just that this team's. Offense was so bad, you wanted more, like, from whoever was catching. Like, it's not really a Higgy problem either. It's an offensive structure problem. But he had 10 bombs in the round. 242 at-bats, I believe. I think that's what the number was. So, um, he was, like, I guess, like, 
C plus maybe because he wasn't amazing, but he wasn't awful. Yeah, he's he's a C player. <laughs> uh, I mean, he, I I love the guy. If I were if you were to tell me choose between Hagee or Trevino, I'm going with Hagee. Oh wow! Yeah. He's also like he's also like um, he's a Yankee guy. I mean, he came up with the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, he's a Yankee through and through. Yeah, and it's gonna be tough to possibly see him go. So, what are you grading, Hickey? I'll give him a C plus. You give him a C plus. Okay. He did have like some surprising like like bombs out of nowhere, like Hickey. I think he had like three in one game or two in one game or something like that. Yeah, he may have had a three. He did have a three spot, I think. Yeah. It was one game I think he did that. Okay, moving on to Trevino. Trevino was playing injured. He had a wrist issue, so he only had 157 at-bats, and his OPS was 570. I mean, as a catcher, of course, you're not looking for offense. He, he's great at defense, but I don't know. I don't know what we're doing with Trevino, but D, <laughs> like, like overall D, because there's nothing really there. He was he was god awful. I mean, he was he tried to play hurt and help the team, but it didn't help at all. He his defense wasn't as good. He had four home runs. He was an absolute waste with the bat. He's at bats were terrible. His approach was awful. I mean, I feel bad because like the guy's trying to hit and trying to compete, but it just wasn't there. And um, it's just and the offense was so bad. He was a small part of it, and he was never going to be a stud hitting catcher. Like last year, he was good. Like it was an aberration kind of. And we'll see if he rebounds with the risk and at least be like. Slightly below average with the bat, I guess, is the bar for him now. Like, it's such a bad bar, but, like, I don't have any expectations for his offense. Neither do I. Honestly, I never did. Um, I love his defense, though. That's for sure. Yeah, he's a D-plus for me. Okay. So that's, oh. We're done with the grades. Yay. Overall F. <laughs> so, Cole was phenomenal this year. He was one of the few bright spots the Yankees had. It's a shame they had to waste a potential Cy Young season. He is viewed as a favorite to win the AL Cy Young. Yes. And he won 209 innings, 220 Ks, a 2-6 ERA. He did everything that the Yankees needed and more. This guy single-handedly tried to carry the Yankees to a playoff spot, but he just didn't get any help. Like, he put the team on his back. He was excellent with his pitching. His location was phenomenal. His stamina, his endurance, like the way to fight through any setbacks he had, like nothing really flabbered got to him this year. I'm so proud of Garrett Cole. I am so proud of um, how he he had an amazing season. There was a stat that he had over 25 games or something like that. Don't quote me, but he had over 20 games with two runs or fewer from the opponent he like you said he put the yankees in a position to win every single time he was out there 
He should have had like 25 wins instead of 15 if the offense was like capable. He would have had like 10 more wins. Like there were so many bad games that they blew. Like they would score zero runs and he'd give up like one. Like or he would give up like two and they couldn't get like two runs and like vice versa. Like going up the ladder with it. It's just like he only had like a handful of bad starts, if that. Maybe like three bad starts. Not even that bad, probably like just an absolute beast this year. He's been worth every penny he's been making. And it's one of the few positives the Yankees have that they have an ace in the rotation. He's very likely to win the Cy Young Award. He led the American League in an ERA with 2.63. And he may have been second major league MLB in ERA. I think so. I think Blake's Blake was first. Yeah. I think he was second. And I think he led the AL in innings pitch, too. Yeah. He may actually even lead all that. Yeah, so he's been a beast, and we can't wait to see. That's on November 15th, the Cy Young Awards, so we'll have our eyes open for that. Yeah, and coming, I mean, another year of Cole, if he gives us another year of that, we we better not, you know, let it go to waste. We're going to, we have to compete. This is the situation the Yankees are in about the prime getting wasted of Cole and Judge. I mean, yeah. Cole's got four years smoked on the contract, and we have not done too much with that, unfortunately. Um, they made the ALCS once with him and got swept. Like, that's just not getting it done. And the first year Judge's contract was unfinished because he got hurt, and they don't make it. Um, here's a good thought, actually. I'm actually curious about this. How many years realistically do you think that Judge and Cole have left of being prime players? How old are they? Judge is like 31, 32 and Cole's like in the same range, maybe a touch older. Maybe four years. Yeah, I think that I'm more concerned with Judge because his body type and the injuries that he's had. I mean, he's still a freak, but, like, he's been banged up a lot, which is obviously problematic. And it's, it's something you got to look out for, for sure. Yep, Garrett just turned 33. So I think Cole's got some four solid. I like four. He'll be 37. He could still go for a little bit. Yeah. Judge, I think, will be good as long as he doesn't get hurt. I think he has, like, a nice life left on him too yeah even if he doesn't have like if we don't put him out in the outfield maybe just to hit or something yeah you know when stan's contract runs out of sand <laughs> you already know going at the age spot bye bye <laughs> like that's a wrap <laughs> yeah that's gonna be on ice for judge you gotta do whatever you can to preserve 99. okay so moving on our number two guy Number two starter who we were excited about um, okay. in the winter meetings. We were excited he got signed. We were looking forward to all, you know, all of this, all of that, or whatever. 64 innings pitched with an ERA of 6.88. He absolutely bombed. And I don't think I saw not one quality start from Radon. How about, like, tough. what are your thoughts? I mean... <laughs> he was dog shit. 
like for lack of a better term, he was just trash. And it's just like so it's such a big letdown and he got injured a lot. So I'm almost willing to give a slight pass, but like he's gotta be ready to go next year. It's just we were doing great. He's a clear F, like probably the worst grade in the team. But it's just because, like, what you paid him and what you got, like, that's an absolute disgrace combination. I mean, he's got five years left to change the story. So that's what I would say. And hopefully it starts next year. True. I think his stuff was a little bit diminished. I don't think he ever got in the right rhythm. It seems like everything was off. I never felt like they, we never saw, like, that nice Carlos Rodon. Mm. We saw the Giants or White Sox that was spinning that slide and throwing, like, 100-plus. Yeah. That guy wasn't there. I think the max he threw was, like, 95 or something. I don't know. Yeah, just... that's not good enough. So, yeah, terrible. If we were to grade him, I would say F also. Rigon, you got to do better. <laughs> Let's check this rotation outlook with Rodon. Like, as, as it stands right now, we're looking at this rotation as if we're only the guys under contract right now. So we're not looking at guys that could be added or, like, the Montases or the Sevies of the world. This is just what the Yankees' current roster stands as. Okay, so number three, King. I mean... Dude, did you ever expect a qual like King did amazing? He freaking killed it. 2.75 ERA, 104 innings pitched, under 27 strikeouts. I was not it was a pleasant surprise watching him pitch. I love Mike King. The guy's an absolute dog. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't believe that we were able to find the starter out of that. Yep. And I have to give this guy credit because he was going after it. He wanted this for a few years. He's like, I want to keep doing it. He's like, I want this opportunity. He's like, if there's ever a shot, put me in there. Because he tried it in 2020 and 2021. It didn't go great. And this year he took the ball and ran with it. And he just kept expanding, expanding. I can't believe he hit 100 pitches, 12 Ks. Like, I didn't think that was ever going to happen. Like, I think this guy's a solid three going into next year. As long as he remains on this roster, doesn't get traded for anything fun. Maybe Juan Soto, anyone? But, um, <laughs> Dude, <laughs> like I'm, like I'm so happy. I'm, I'm so happy for King. It, 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 yeah, hopefully he stays. Yeah, barring that, obviously. But like, if he, he'll probably stay, and he should be in the right in that three spot. I think. Yeah. If, Saying. I never would have thought that Mike King would be the second best starter in the Yankees. Like, he was literally the second best, even though he only made nine starts. Like, I just can't believe that. Like, if you look at the full numbers he put up, like, it's just ridiculous. Agreed. All right, moving on. Cortez. If you're a Cortez fan, cover your ears. Trade him. <laughs> Trade Cortez. Um, 63 innings pitched, 5.00 ERA. He's hurt almost every year. What are your thoughts on Nestor? He's, this is tough. I love Nestor to death. Um, last year was really rough. It was basically slightly less worse than Rodon did. I mean, Nestor battled through it. 
had a good start against Houston, and you find out he's injured again because, like, they skip one of his rehab starts because they need a starter because her mom gets drunk. Like, it's an absolute circus of events that took place this year. You just, like, can't even, like, make it all up. Just absolute embarrassment from top to bottom. And, like, the fact that no one's being held accountable for this is ridiculous. It's just an absolute joke. Like, what happened to the Yankees' culture of accountability and, like, expecting the best? Like, I just feel like it's all gone out the window and we're just watching garbage on the field. Insane, insane. I don't know. I don't know about Cortez. Maybe move him to the bullpen or something. I don't know. Honestly, like, I love that he has so many pitches, but... I think I only, like, he only had, like, one good start, maybe? It was not, yeah, it was really bad. I think the start he was injured, he ended up getting injured after. It was his best start, unfortunately. Right. Like, against the Astros, like, oh, he when, he, when he came back from the injury, you mean? Or Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I do remember. Oh, my God, he was amazing, He's but like, it's, like, so inconsistent. I think if he's fully healthy, he'll be fine. But I don't, after what happened last year, it's tough. And, like, he ended the other year on the injury. I mean, I, I could see a possibility that he becomes a swing man again. Like, depending on what they do this rotation, I wouldn't mind that. If you throw him back in, um, yeah. I think that's definitely feasible. Okay. I think right now he's a back-end guy, how it looks currently. Yeah, last guy in our rotation, Clark Smith, stepped it up. He stepped up his game with 149 innings pitched, 159 strikeouts. His ERA was 4.64. He had a lot of quality starts. Um, not bad for a guy. You you didn't expect that from Clark. So um, I do expect good things from him next year if we keep him. I'm happy with Clark Schmidt as well. And I think he, he learns a lot this year. He pitched his career high in innings. He was a full starter. He did a lot of back and forth with doing the bullpen prior, so like it wasn't an easy role for him. Got some. He went against some tough teams. He saw a few good teams multiple times, like in our division. I think that he really learned how to pitch this year, and I think the ERA is not like indicative of how well he pitched Correct. in certain situations. I think it's very much inflated by a few bad outings because he had a lot of starts, like you said, like. Three runs or less. He was up there with a few starters. Like, he was right under Garrett Cole, like someone else. I think, like, Blake Snell, maybe. I think there was, like, like a stat um, that he went so many innings without giving up a home run or something like that, which is excellent. And I remember watching a game, and once that stat came up, he he gave up a home run. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, he had a nice quality star streak going, too, at one point. And... I think he's a nice back-end guy, too, now. I feel comfortable having him make starts. I think the development of his color was really important. Like, his breaking pitches. I mean, it's, he's not going to blow you away with his heat, obviously. But, like, he's, he's learning how to use it. And it's, it looks good. So, okay. I think, let's say, if they go into the season with this rotation, like, how would you feel like they did nothing and they just went into the season as hell like no. their sister they, Hell no. They need to get that Asian guy. Yama, Yama, yeah. Say his name. Yamamoto. Yeah. Yamamoto. There you go. <laughs> Sign him. Come on. Like, we have to do something. No way in hell. So, if we're going to play the Sterigo game. I'm going to name the player and you tell me if you feel like he should stay or he should go, and then we'll see how we match up. 
Uh, first player I have is Sevi. He's gone. I said go to. <laughs> ding, ding, we match. <laughs> his stats were even worse than Rodon. It was like his ERA was like near eight or something. 6.67 ERA. Oh my God. He had such bad outings. Like, you just wanted to cry. That is so bad. Yeah. Um, that's an, another guy that came up in, in the farm and we love, but it just hasn't been clicking for him. I honestly don't know what the problem is. He did have one solid outing, and then the following outing, he sucked ass. But mildly, <laughs> yeah, I would say so. He was brutal. And another guy who came through Somerset and just like he couldn't get right either. There was no rhythm. He says he wasn't hurt, but like he's been injured so much the last two years. I don't. I just don't believe it. I, he's not. He's just not. He's just not the same dude. He's not the same. Okay. Next player, Montaz. Stay. Stay. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we, we're on the same wavelength. Wavelength, I love it. Okay, so Montez, he only pitched once. He had one start. Um, and we kind of got to see what he's about. And I, I want to see more of him. I agree with you. And I think just the fact that you gave up so much to get this guy. The fact, like, all these other trades and signs have been absolute garbage. You need to try to rectify this one. Like, I'm actually with them. I hate actually, I hate doing that in most situations, but this is the time to do it because the guy is willing to come back, give him a buy low, one-year flyer, like, no more than $10 bucks, and you just let him come back and see if he can compete in a rotation. As we saw with the rotation right now, you have question marks in there with health and durability, so... There's no harm in letting him compete and see what he has. Like, you could even put him in the pen and he could be a long man potentially too. Like, he's going to do whatever he can to get his stock back up because his stock is at zero right now. He needs to try to get himself another good MLB deal. So he's going to buy in, and I think it's worth a shot. I don't see any harm in it. I also heard um, in reading articles how he was such a great guy in the dugout um, when he was um, – he, he helped – down in Florida, he helped, he helped a lot of guys down there also, a lot of the youth. He's like that type of dude, so I keep him. Do you remember getting tracked on Twitter? Yeah. After I, after we posted, would you keep Montez or not? We got freaking dragged. But then, of course, we started the trend because that's what we do. And now everyone's like, oh, yeah, should we bring it back? <laughs> oh, yeah, let's bring it back. Oh, absolutely. And everyone's like, oh, should they do it? Like, it's after we started doing it before he was, like, making his rehab starts, basically. Now everyone's, like, all in. I mean, he looked decent. He looked – he wasn't bad. I mean, he threw a ball relatively well in the small sample size. I mean, it was cool. It's not really hard to judge from that. I'm not saying much of that. But this guy could hit 96-plus. He's got some singing stuff. I mean – when he's on, he's a ground ball pitcher, so like it makes sense to try to see what he could do. Okay, Middleton. Middleton, yeah, I'm in. I mean, he looked decent. Went 14 innings with 17 Ks for us. ERA was under two. How do you feel? Go. Okay, 
We're on a different side here. Um, I don't know. Um, did we see enough from him? Maybe I don't know why I feel that way. Maybe it's just the fact that you don't want us to focus on the bullpen and you want us to just like do other things and like yeah. pick up the bullpen internally. Possibly. Yeah, possibly. I mean, we're good there, I guess. Our bullpen's good, and I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. I can understand that. I don't need. We don't need to allocate money towards the pen so much. So speaking of pen, Peralta. Mm. God, I love Wandy. Stay. Go. Oh no! <laughs> well, <laughs> he's like what? He's like our only lefty. We can get another. Like, I could go either way with him. I'm if he stays, I'll be okay with it. I'm not like dead fast, he has to get out. I just like I want to keep one bit bullpen guy, a little intrigued by Middleton, I guess. Um, so I want to see if he stays at school, I love to in the pool. Um, but um, okay. all right, how about IKF? He gone. <laughs> I love how you said that. Like that, come on. We we need to give other players chances. At, we can, we already have like four utility players. Sorry, I can't. But I know he plays like every position, but um, I feel like having him there is redundant because we already have Cabrera. We have DJ. Why do we need another utility? I don't know. I agree with you 100%, and this is something that we can also both hit on here. We need a productive bench bat that could actually step in and be starters if needed. Like, IKF is just not good enough better to be starting in the lineup. I mean, he just doesn't offer anything, really, with the bat. I mean, he hits for okay contact, no power, doesn't walk a whole lot. It's time to move on, get more productive guys in that bench, get some left-handers, like you said earlier. And let's try to change the let's try to change the narrative. This roster was really bad. A lot of it has to change. We can't just be bringing everyone back. Agreed. Okay, moving on to the ne next topic, right? And we're on to the kids. Okay. So let's start with our buddy Austin Wells. This is one of our favorites. I think he's a personal favorite of mine, probably to speak to him a little bit. And he needs to be in this lineup on opening day. When he left, he sticks. He had four bombs and 70 at-bats. Um, 740 OPS, small sample size, but decent, pretty good. And his defense was better than people thought, too. So I'm all in. I want to see what this kid could do. Let's see what he's got in the spring. I am going to echo your thoughts on Wells, also a favorite. I honestly didn't think he would hit major league pitching so well. Um, um, four bombs, one of them was like, oof, really good hit. Um, 70 at-bats, I want to see more. Give me more Wells. 100%. I really hope that's what the Yankees do. I think he is in their future plans. So, like, we were speaking about before – is put Tiggy and Rorpe in a bind here. So Rorpe's yes. messed up. Um, he's not so great with the bat. The I, thing with Rorpe is that that's Cole's personal catcher. And we know that it, Cole saw something in him, right? He had to have in order to keep using him. 
Um, I, his defense, no, like no bad things to say about his defense. Um, he just doesn't hit. It's it's a small sample, but it hasn't looked good. It's looked he's looked overmatched almost every at bat. He's gotten a few hits here and there. I think it's like two bombs. I want to say like four ribbies. Yeah. And around the same at bats as Austin Wells. So Wells yeah. is probably shown he's a much better hitter like pretty quickly. But I don't hear any complaints about uh, Ben's uh, defense, though. No, no, like, I haven't seen no mistakes, nothing yeah. at all. Um, and, yeah. And like you said, Garrett pitching to him is really a, a compliment, obviously. Yeah. His defense is definitely a strong suit. So I don't know like if he can stay in AAA. I'm not sure like what that looks like, if he has options to stay down there. Because um, Higgy's going to be – could be a non-tender. Trevino has still – it's still under contract. So you you got to decide what you're going to do with all of them. Yeah. Can't have, like, five catchers. One of them's definitely gone, and it's not going to be Austin Wells once he gets traded. So, Yeah, that's going to be um... – well, I think Higgy's the odd man out, right? That's kind of sad. Yeah, it seems to be that the odds are against him, his return, I would say. Rorbeck could be in trouble, too. Or though. it could be Ben, too. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Or it could be both. I mean, look at all the stuff we have in the minus, which we'll get to on our next show. could even yeah. be both. You never know. True. All right, so next topic. Not, not next topic. Next player. This is something... I really want to dig in with you because I honestly, I can go either way. Like I haven't, I haven't been able to express like my thoughts on this yet. So I'm going to try. Peraza, will he be third base or should he get traded? Okay. Here's the deal on Peraza. His defense is a plus. I must say he has and um, he has like best arm of all our infielders. Um, I feel like if we were to keep him, if we were to keep him, it would be a waste not to have him start, like not to be a starter infielder or starting third base, right? And if we were to keep him and have him start third base, don't you think it would be like, we're wasting his talent there at that position. It's like he's the toughest player to figure out. Like you look at this whole outlook, and I can make like clear assessments of other guys. Like he hit two bombs, fourteen ribbies, four stolen bases, one hundred ninety-one at bats. So like you don't know what the bat is, but he hasn't proven enough offensively to like definitely that they would give him a spot. Give well, him that job. Correct. I think that's the issue he has. I mean, I mean, he has sprint training to prove himself. I think he deserves a shot to compete for a third base job at a bare minimum. And do you? Okay, but going back to my question, do you feel like it would be a waste of talent for him to play third base for for us? Uh, I guess yeah, in a sense. I guess so, right? Because. I feel like he could, yeah, I feel like he can start shortstop in any other team. Yeah, he's a better defensive shortstop. He's looked pretty good at third base. Heck, he's even looked pretty good at second base. So, I mean, it's just, he can do it all. And it's just that 
they say it's such a weird spot because House says that's a future middle infield, but now you can't trade Labor Torres without naming this offense is, and it's like now you're gonna slide Pross to the third. I mean, they're not gonna take Volpe off short, especially if he's nominated for the gold glove. That's a way they get like you can't take him off the shortstop. Like it's not gonna make it that's not gonna work. So like um that's what someone asked us too, the question that was about I saw it. Yeah, let's let's pull up that question um on Twitter. Thank we you. Sent out, yeah, thank you for, for the question. Here we go. So the question from Lavanya Belt. Why aren't the Yankees smart enough to move Volpe to second base and play Peraza at shortstop? Well, I think if they were going to do it, they missed the boat. I think it would have had to have been done already. Before Volpe, yeah. um, it, it's like, I hate keep going back to this, but we did have a, an episode. We had a podcast about this before spring training. Yeah. And my thoughts were keep Volpe in AAA, let him finish, finish off the season there and let Peraza have the short start, have the, have take shortstop for the 2023 season. And Unfortunately, they did the complete opposite. So, honestly, I have no complaints on Bowlby either at shortstop. Yeah, it's just the problem was the Glaber Torres is in the way, too, for that plan. Like, not in the way because he's a productive hitter and a need to hit. So, like, if he does that idea, like, what's I guess he wants to trade Glaber in a sense, which, I mean, okay, but, like, his value is not good, so that's not, that's not a good alternate either right now. Labor's gonna make fifteen million dollars. Like I'm, I'm sorry, it's not gonna be good value. Even though we hit pretty well, like it's no one's gonna be jumping for that right now. It's just not gonna happen. Right, right. So to answer the question, oh, I see. So the question was, move Wolfie to second base and have um, Praza play short. If we move Bolpe to second base, that means we're gonna. That means what? He has to replace Glaber's production. Can he do it? Sure. We don't know. It's a risk. It's not one worth taking right now with how bad the right. looks. I mean, it's just um. Yeah, may, that's your answer, I guess. Maybe the Yankees are not wanting to risk that. Yeah, and I think, like, I also said they would have had to do this, like you were saying, do it last year, they were going to do it. Like, if you had Baraz to start a short, you could have had Volpe get the call a second and, like, maybe try to, like, do some different things with Glay or something. Or, like, if Stan wasn't in the way, it could DH Glay and, like, keep everyone, but, of course, there's G. So, like, it just, uh, it, and it continues. The shit show revolving door continues. <laughs> like wherever you look, stands a cog somewhere. Like he's preventing like some piece of something that could take place. So like he really needs to get it together. Like not to harp on him like earlier, but like he's like a huge problem. Like it's massive. Yeah, he's. I agree. All right. So after Peraza, we have the our outfielder, outfield prospects. Everson Pereira and Esteban Floreal. Yeah. Pereira did okay. Um, 
93 at-bats, 10 RBIs, four stolen bases, four doubles. How do you see, do you see Pereira in, our, in the Yankee future? I think that he could be a trade trip potentially this yeah. offseason if you're going to make a deal just because um, you can't give him a spot based on how he played last year, unfortunately. He could fight for one in spring training and like show evolution potentially, but I would like and keep him and see him fight for a spot in the spring. It's just like you can't go into the season with him and those walls of fighting for left field, though. Like that's just not going to work. Everson and uh, who? That's Waldo fighting for left field. Like you just need something more than that. Agreed. Like I wanted to say Everson could take the job and run with it, but we just like it was a small sample. Like I don't want to give up. Like I want to see what he could do in the spring, but you can't just like hand him the left field job though. Yeah, that's true. This is only over ninety-three at bats, so. It's a small sample. Also, he he was brought up when the Yankees absolutely stunk. Like, how do you expect him to? Um, that is true. You know, I don't know. I, I I imagine that the team it was just like bad energy in in the team, and for him to like um, succeed in that, I don't see how that's possible. Maybe with a clean slate. Or, you know, brand, brand new year, it'll work out better. Yeah, but, like, the thing is, if there's a deal that, like, they could put him in that, like, might help put it over the top and get something useful, like, they probably should explore that possibility. Yeah. I think, I don't I think know so, how he, too. I don't know how he's going to be viewing the league circles. He is still a top 100 prospect. I think he's third on our list, so that's going home. Yeah. I just think, like, and the other problem with Everson that we – say is like the strikeout rate's always been an issue at every level so that wasn't going to get better at the MLB like and that was always going to be a tough adjustment period yep so he slashed 151 233 194 14 hits 10 RBIs only 27 games so very small sample size but in triple a he absolutely killed it which is why he deserved the he earned the call up he, he was slashing 312, 386, 551, and his OPS was 937. Um, and that's over 35 games. Um, in AA in Somerset, his OPS was 907. So he was doing exceptional in, in the minors. Um, maybe he needs more time. Yeah. Maybe he starts in Triple A next year and gets a shot again. That's definitely possible, too. Okay, Floreal. Thoughts on Floreal? It's like, Flo's in a weird spot. I mean, it's just like, is it finally going to be a shot to, like, prosper elsewhere, maybe? Is he going to get a look on the bench next year? Could he even be the center fielder stopgap for a second if he gets it together? I mean, 635 OPS and 61 at-bats, like, not too bad in his first showing, like, extended showing a little bit. But it still wasn't that much, like, 61 at-bats, like, I don't know how much more they're going to give him a, a chance to see, though. They don't like it too much, obviously, because, like, they've gone through every extreme to make sure he doesn't get the call up. Like, bringing in all these ragtag outfielders instead of, a, like, 
awful. Feel for this guy. Feel for this guy. Terrible. Awful. Awful. They brought him up at the very end when the Yankees only had 20 games left in the season. That's when he was brought up. Um, yeah. The way he was treated, I mean, it just makes me want to vomit. I hate it. I hate it. Um, he slashed 230, 324, 311. 230 batting average is not bad. 14 hits, eight eight RBIs, and that was 19 games, as I said. Yeah, he stole three bags, too. Yeah. So he can run a little bit. The defense has always been good. So, like, here's a good question. Would you be comfortable with him starting at center field on opening day if they made other areas, if they improved other areas? Like, let's say – if we got a big time left fielder, would you be cool with him starting in center on opening day? If if we had a big time left fielder, please let's not run out Cabrera, Floreal, and um, Stanton. Well, no, That's yeah. just like like nothing like that. But um, yeah, we need a strong a stronger outfield. That's like our weakness right now. The Yankees yeah. Yankees need to address two things. Um, well, many things, but for starters, they need to address the lefty. There's not no balance in the lineup. They need to address the lefties. They also need to address outfields first and foremost before even looking at any other positions. I agree a hundred percent. Like you see the lineup holes, they're all in the outfield basically. Like the infield, it's really just like third maybe. Like everything else is kind of locked in right now. So like the outfield's where you're gonna make the improvements in this lineup, and they have to get it done in two areas. Okay. Closing. Closing time. All right. So I guess we'll go with Hal speaking to the media and the audience and stuff. Okay. Um, so Hal is going to speak to the media soon. We don't know exactly when, but he's saying he has emerged and said that he's ready to talk soon. Um, and the audit, like, I don't know what's all. All the things seems to be, it's very, like, mysterious what's actually happening with this thing. You get one report that it's, like, a full evaluation of everything. Then it's just, like, it's just comparing analytics to how another company does it. So, like, what I hope comes out of this thing is that they find, like, that the analytic program is broken with the Yankees and they, like, fire everyone in this department. And we can actually make some progress because, like, it's just it's a mess. I mean, Boone and Cashman aren't getting fired, unfortunately. So that's they're going to have to deal with their issues and overcome them. Do you want to hear my hot take? Yeah, let's get hot. <laughs> this whole audit bullshit business. <laughs> you know what that's about? That's how telling the fans no one is getting fired. No one is getting fired. We're not letting anyone go. What we're going to do is we're going to have another group of people help us fix what is going what's going wrong. And he doesn't have the fucking balls. He does. He doesn't have a, the fucking balls to fire anyone. He's he's stuck to Cashman. He's stuck to Boone. He doesn't have the balls to let anyone go. Who did they let go? The the Lawson. hitting coach Lawson. They let go Lawson. And honestly, it was just like a scapegoat. Like just because you know, just to appease the fans 
how we're we're stuck with Cashman and we're stuck with Boom for a very long time because I think that Hal does Hal loves those guys. Um, it's kind of sad because it's really sad because I think they're not being held accountable. They're not being held accountable for their mistakes. Um, Cashman screwed us with with all of the moves he's made, which has backfired. Um, Boom screwed us with bringing up these awful lineups. Oh, stupid. Like, we, we haven't had a consistent lineup under Boone for, I don't, I don't know how, every year is the same shit. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, you, you keep going. Uh, yeah. So as far as accountability, I think it starts, they're all to blame. All of them are to blame the owner, the managers, the front office, the analytical team, the players, they're all fucking to blame, and no one is being held accountable. Yeah, it goes from the top to the bottom, and I think you might be on something with the audit. My only hope from the audit is that they actually fire someone from the, some analytical department, at least, to like somewhat fix what's going on. You're not going to get a big firing, but do you think if they could like move someone from the analytical department, do you think they're just going to keep that the same, too, and just try to find ways to tweak it? They're keeping up, keeping it the same. Oh that's that's what oh the audit. That's like that's my feeling. That's what the audit is about. It's like to cover up the fucking oh mess. If you're right, I'm gonna throw this hat through the computer on our next episode, which might happen. But he said, he said we're going to take a very deep dive into everything we're doing and looking to bring in possibly an outside company to really take a look at the analytics side of what we do. If you're bringing a company to come and look at your mess, that means you don't have the balls to fire the person who fucked up. Yeah, I think you. Are. I think you're onto something there. Like, why can't you just realize it's a fuck up and like take care of it like yourself? Like, why do you need another outside company that doesn't even know dick about baseball to come in and like tell you what the hell's going on? Like, you can't even. Like, does he even watch the games? Like, honestly, like I wonder sometimes. But like. Some um, people joke about it, but it's a serious question. <laughs> like, how many games do you think he actually watches, like, out of curiosity? Like, do you think he's plugged in, or do you think like, he watches, like, once a week, and he just, like, doesn't even pay attention to it? I don't think he watches the games. <laughs> I really don't. He might not, honestly. He's making, like, fucking billions. Yeah. You know what, though? Um, seeing the stadium empty like that in the last few games kind of made, brought joy. To, like it made me happy. I hope I hope that less people start. If there is no change this off season, um, they need to sign I Otani. They need to sign either Bellinger. They need to sign um, so anyone. Any big name outfielder star. You need a star to make the fans happy if you're not gonna make the fans happy i really hope that less people go go and watch the game because that's that's a kick in the ass if you like that's when you watch the game on tv and seeing those empty seats if you're an owner of that brand 
that's a kick in the face. You <laughs> the know, that's more was when they tried to say like thirty five thousand or forty thousand that one day. It was <laughs> like that was really funny. Like, yeah, like forty thousand in attendance, but yeah, like there was only like two thousand people there. It's just absolute madness, and I think that it's just um. He's just gone too complacent. He doesn't have the stones to do it, like you said. Like, I don't understand what he expects. It's not about winning anymore. And I think he's got, but I do tell I will tell you one thing that gives me some solace. I think the fact that it's so embarrassing that, that he missed that he's missing out on his playoff money and like how everyone's like ripping him to shreds. I think you are going to see some action this offseason. I don't know. I do agree. Like, the personnel changes might not be there, unfortunately, but. I do expect some big player movement. I think you're going to have to see something from that standpoint because you need to sell some sort of change, and that's the only way to do it without going to fire anyone. Correct. If you're not going to, which is what we saw, clearly they're not firing Boone, you're not firing Cashman, well, then you need to sign someone better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll make some smart trades with the extra pitchers we have. So who do you think is like, I know you said everyone's at fault, but like you have to pick between like Cashman or Boone. Like, who's more of a culprit to you of the mess we're currently in? How? Oh, you go above both of them and put it on Hal. Um, yeah, because Hal is the owner; he has the authority to tell Cash to tell Cashman, you know, sign this player. I want this player, or yeah. So Hal's not letting him spend in certain areas. The only problem is that I think he's giving them enough money and Cashman's just like not making the right choices with it. Like the payroll's high enough, like they should be a lot better. So I think it's on everyone too. Cashman I feel like Boone's kind of was hamstrung this year just because like his roster was really bad this season. I think Cashman's just like done a god awful job these past few years. Yeah, Boone's hands were tied because you can only work with what you have, but you sure can um you definitely can make a better better judge. He has no judgment That's on any like yeah. do you see that too with Boone? Yeah. Like his in-game feel is off and like he always gets out managing in big spots. Like, I'm not giving him a pass for his playoff failures. Like, I'm not doing that. Like, it's just the fact that last year I'll I'll give a slight pass just because, like, it was an absolute massive roster he was dealt. And it just didn't have, like, the necessary resources in any area, really. Okay. We're going to build on this. We'll do part two with the prospects, some guys that can help next year, what we saw. And we're going to play the Rule 5 game. We've been waiting to do that for a while. That time's coming. And another exciting thing is that we'll be going on the Empire State of Baseball podcast with Rich Rivera and his crew on Monday, and we're really looking forward to that. Yeah, excited. Thank you for inviting us, Rich, and um, thank you for watching, you guys. Like and subscribe to Dugout Station on all platforms.